What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Average Alaskan Podcast, where we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of Alaskan outdoors. I will be your host today, Sean Love. Joined with me is my lovely girlfriend, Samantha Jacobson. Hello. Uh, sorry we didn't get to you last week. We've been slandful. I mean, busier than I want to be. A great, I don't know, busy with good things, I should say, but busier than I want to be. Yeah. That's for sure. Summer's going to an end. Summer's coming to an end. <laughs> it's time for winter and hibernate. And I'm very excited for winter. Yeah. Excited for snow machining, skiing. But we've been up to a lot. And I'm excited to share it with you guys. But before we get into any nitty-gritty details, Samantha, you got some listener questions for us? Yeah. Uh, this one comes from Dion. Um, he's got a trip planned for ADAC this fall, uh, mm-hmm. end of October to November. October, November time. And um, has some questions for us about ADAC. We just got back last week. So mm-hmm. I think uh, Sean's first trip. So you got some yep. some. First timer inside knowledge. I've, Wild I've been uh, three times, but twice, you know, legit hunting. So I think we're qualified For sure. to answer these questions. Sure, so sure. are I you am. ready? I'm beyond ready. Okay. Also, Dion's from Oklahoma. Homie. Yeah, Sean's from Oklahoma. Represent. Represent. Anyways. Let's see here. Um, so some questions he asked about, um, hunting in ADAC, I believe he listened to episode nine, which I think is probably the first episode that, um, you guys talked about ADAC. Um, and I think it's probably sprinkled throughout some other podcasts as well. Mm -hmm. But, um, first questions were, um, do we think he's going to need to bring any hip waders? I think that's necessary Um, there. Hip waders. No, there are lakes. Yes. But yeah, there's no real need to cross a lake in ADAC because yeah. you can walk anywhere. Yeah. Greeks are pretty small. Yeah. You're able to find some kind of crossing point. I think, and the grass isn't really tall there either. Um, you know, that sometimes makes your the lower part of your pants pretty wet. But mm. um, I think if you had, you know, nice quality hunting pants, whether... Gators. Gators. Yeah. Gators, definitely, I would bring... Um, I think you could get by without them. I think if you're hiking out a ways, it's definitely extra weight to carry. It's something to consider. If you took a um, some form of transporter on a boat, landing the boat, things like that, they may be helpful. Like uh, when we went out, we took a transporter, and mm-hmm. I wish at some point I would have brought like hip boots or waders or something so that I could just like wrap up, throw in camp, you know, because we weren't spiked out too far. But that would be a handy thing if you were taking, like, a transporter off a boat or something like that. But otherwise, there's no real need, I don't think. Yeah, I think um, kind of personal preference, but I think if you were opting to not, I think you'd be cool without them. Yeah. For sure. But it is also helpful probably getting in and out of the boat if you are doing a boat transport. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, Next question, which we kind of just touched on, are there larger creeks and streams? Um. With us being on the southern part of the island, a lot of the streams and creeks we crossed were pretty uh, narrow and easy yep. to step across, or you could, you know, walk up 10, 20 yards and cross at a more narrow point. Yeah, kind of use your trekking poles to get through it, and you're good to go. Yeah, definitely bring trekking poles. Trekking poles. Super helpful. Save my ass. Yeah, I was totally <laughs> like, trekking poles, Pff, lame. <laughs> and I, I mean that from the heart. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I don't think I could go back, even for just hiking. Not hunting. Um, 
What's the bug situation? Are there a lot of bugs? Um, not necessarily like mosquitoes and things. They do have white socks there, which do bite. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have a whole lot of bugs, so it was a constant breeze the whole time. Yeah. But the times there were bugs, there's like black flies and things like that, when you open the guts up and dump the guts. Head net. Um, head net. When you're cleaning an animal, that's an Alaska standard, in yeah. my opinion. And I would think you probably wouldn't want bug spray all over your hands while you're gutting an animal. Yeah, I don't love the smell of bug spray in the first place, yeah. but it's kind of necessary evil. Yeah. But I don't think it does much for white socks. It will keep, bug spray keeps mosquitoes off of you and from biting you, mm-hmm. but white socks will still land on you. And yeah. Because when we got blood up to the elbows and on your hands and things, those white socks were biting in. Totally. I was starting to irritate me a little bit. Yeah, but like you said, the... The wind and breeze. Yeah, keeps the breeze down. kept them down. Adak sure. is the birthplace of the winds. Yeah, it says it on the airport. Yep, you'll see that <laughs> as soon as you get there. But bugs are definitely a minimum, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, next question is a tall bipod, i.e., 13 to 23 inches, due to tall grasses? Or maybe is it needed? Um, What do you think? I We didn't really get into grass that was that tall, it's very tundra. Yeah, well, where we were, I mean, I assume because the, so, okay, let me backtrack. The The few days that we were in town, we kind of adventured around. We went up to White Alice. There's a few areas where the grass is a lot taller, but also the town of Adak kind of sits in a bowl, and the grass there is quite taller, mm-hmm. I would say at least a foot. But when you get to the southern part of the island, I assume it because it gets a lot more intense wind, the grass just isn't as tall. Um, you know, once you get closer to creeks, streams, ravines, you're seeing a lot more tall grass and ferns, but I think, I don't know. I think that's kind of personal preference. Yeah, well. Or how, you know, yeah. what do you feel more confident we with shot or without? Off, we shot off the ground. Yeah. We just, I laid on my bino harness and shot off my bino harness. Yeah, but if you also feel more confident using a bipod, by all means do it and get that better shot because... It's easier to take one shot than two. But we were walking around in grass a couple inches tall, three, four inches tall, yeah. and in the, the steepest parts, I don't know, I had a grass that was maybe six inches tall down by the creeks and lakes and things. Yeah. So personal preference at that point, but I don't think you need a bipod necessarily. Maybe something to give you a little bit of elevation off the rocks or something like that. Yeah. But. Yeah, and then again, you know, if you're hiking out and you don't want to carry the weight, I think you could do without it, but. Yeah, we didn't even shoot off packs. We were just on the ground. Laid on the ground, find a rock pile. We found a tuff of grass. Yeah. Laid up on it. Yeah. Made some shots. Yeah, so. Yeah, well, hopefully that helps answer your questions, kind of what to prepare. If you think of anything else, definitely shoot us another message. But good luck out there this fall, and definitely report back and let us know how you do. Crazy weather. Yeah. Especially when it comes to the October, November windows, you're mm-hmm. looking at some crazy weather. And I think weather from August when we went compared to end of October, November can be totally different. Probably a lot colder, a lot more windy. Yeah. The wind When the wind picks up, they really mean it. Yeah. So it's give us some advice as well. We can let other people know. Cause. Being from Oklahoma, it does get really windy <laughs> in Oklahoma. <laughs> I do know. There's straight line winds that takes the tops off trailer homes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it, it, it was extremely windy on ADAC. I almost blew away. Yeah, definitely. So, left my rain jacket unzipped one time. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we'll get to it and start talking about your lovely trip. Oh, our lovely trip. It was awesome. It was awesome. That was insane. We just got back a week ago. Yeah. 
You did a Saturday to Saturday? Yeah, which, if you don't know, ADAC, they only fly in on Saturdays and Wednesdays. Wednesday, yeah. And it's Alaska Airlines. Yep. It's a full-blown airline. It's yep. not some kind of small commercial or something like that. It is a full-blown airline with mm-hmm. TSA-ish. <laughs> and you're going back out. Yeah. But yeah, it was awesome. Crazy people there. Mm-hmm. Island life. Yeah. Someone say island life. Yeah. Small town. The crazy stores were openly open for a couple hours of the day. A few days a week. A few days a week. It's funny because when you get there, everybody that you meet at the airport, when you first get there, you see at the grocery store or you see around town, and then you see them back again at the airport. Like, they work everywhere. Yeah. There's several people that you'll you'll probably meet a few times, so. So when you first land in the airport, and if you're doing any hunting or fishing, you have to immediately walk over and get your land use permit, mm-hmm. your native land use permit, yep. which you have to fill out a bunch of paperwork. I wouldn't say a bunch. It's no, like a sheet. It's like a sheet. Change. For me, it's a lot of paperwork. Yeah. And... <laughs> You pay your $30. Everybody's going to get their tax. You know, they're going to get their money. Whether yeah. you like it or not, they're going to get their money, which is cheaper than some places. Like a Fognac, it's 700 bucks. Yeah. If you draw the tag and 200 bucks for every person after that. Yeah. So 30 bucks I can deal with. Not bad. But the second you land, you fill it out. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd say definitely bring cash. It's a little easier. Otherwise, you got to fill out a form with all your credit card information. So if you don't bring cash to ADAC, you will regret it. Yeah, that's one thing. The ATM is only open for like an hour, an hour a day at City Hall. In the the, in the high school. Well, we were yeah, it's in the high school building. It's pretty close to uh, when you leave the airport. But uh, when we had got there, the the lady who runs that department area was gone, and so someone volunteered to go and open it for an hour from like eight to nine. So um, those are good questions to ask when you get to the airport because they're going to know exactly who is in and out of town. Um, but yeah, just plan ahead, bring your cash, bring some tip money. If you're going with an outfitter, the 30 bucks. Um, and then anything I would say, definitely support the community while you're there, mm-hmm. go to the store, buy some, buy some goods, buy some pop tarts, get some popcorn. Cause once you're out in that wind and you're hustling and bustling, you know, you appreciate those little snacks when you're eating free dried food for days. <laughs> yeah. Snickers reinvigorated me. Yeah. Brought me back to life. Yeah. So what did we do the first day? We got in. Um, that was an absolute hustle and bustle the first hour we landed. Yeah. Um, we went with Chris from mm-hmm. ADAC Lodge. Mm-hmm. He was our outfitter there. He picked us up in the pickup, loaded all of our crap into the pickup, which it was me, you, your father, mm-hmm. uh, Uncle T. Uncle T. And Kate. Kate. If I was your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And we got a lot of crap. <laughs> there was a lot of crap. <laughs> Five so of us. We had... You bring packs, your extra duffel bag of whatever, odds yeah. and ends, your civvy clothes, and... Any totes or coolers. Yeah. The three totes we brought and mm-hmm. the gun case with both of our rifles in it. Yep. And so we had some check baggage. Definitely. And they drag it all out of the airplane and put it in kind of the entryway. Kind of, of an enclosed room, yeah. yeah. They lock it, and then when they're all done, they open it, and every it's kind of a free-for-all. Everybody goes in. Total free-for-all. Grabs their stuff, and they set your guns aside, and you have to show ID and um, it's get your firearms. Usually you and a bunch of other hunters Yeah, all in one room, which is kind of cool. You see, I don't know, you see lots of different faces. It's and, usually like locals, hunters, and biologists. Yeah. Every time I've gone out, that's track. exactly who I see. And then going out, usually you see a few locals yeah. on the plane, but... So, we went with Chris, picked us up, loaded all of our junk, 
drove her to lodge. his personal house, mm-hmm. his lodge, and went to his garage, unloaded all of our stuff, mm-hmm. and started stuffing our bags. Well, I was, <laughs> was going to say, backtrack, right before we got on the plane, my dad was like, well, Chris can take us out as soon as we get in, so you better have your shit prepared, because <laughs> we're getting it going. <laughs> I was not prepared. <laughs> yeah, I think I could have organized my bag better to uh, be a little more efficient to get in mm-hmm. and get out. Um, For sure. But like going yeah. through TSA and shit mm-hmm. does not make it easy yeah. for a hunting bag. Yeah. By any means, you have all your shit strung out. Yeah. And that's wild. And you can't bring any fuels or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Can't bring any propane, so check with your outfitter. So if you are spiking out, check with your outfitter and whatnot. We had, you know, the one-pound green cans of mm-hmm. propane. Yep. which we just bought an adapter and stuck it on the bottom of the, uh, I believe it's the MSR pocket rocket. Yeah, you can get it on Amazon. Yeah, little cheap Chinese adapter. Worked great. Yeah. Couldn't have done better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my dad immediately ordered one, and luckily he lives in the States, so it got there like the next day. Yeah. It was like a week before we were leaving. I even used it today to start the grill. Nice. <laughs> I was like, I can't find my torch anywhere. <laughs> Screwed it on. <laughs> done. Yeah. Landed there within an hour, had all of our stuff scrounged together, everything stored away in his garage, loaded up on the boat, and off we went. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. How big do you think his boat is? Um, I think it's just like a standard six-pack boat. I think you said maybe 30 feet. 30 feet. Um, you know, there's no bathroom on board, but there's a plenty of deck space on the back. Um, he does a lot of, um, a lot of people, I think most people that probably book with him do some kind of combination of transport to hunting and also fishing or doing um bird hunts i think Ducks. he's i think he's a duck, duck guide and, geese. and he only transports for caribou yeah. and then he's a fishing guide and transport for whatever else he may need yeah he also does like camping things camping yeah. tours camping guides yeah because i remember when we got back he was telling us about the camp that it set up for those people and they didn't bring tent poles. Oh, yeah. The, well, the tent, well, I think it was a tent that they had, but the previous people that had used it hadn't put the poles back into the, the tent bag. <laughs> and so he dropped them off, and then he's, you know, on his way back, you know, back to town and gets a message on his end range. He's like, hey, <laughs> uh, there's no poles. And these people, this is like the first time they've ever, had ever camped. Why, okay, first of all, why pick ADAC <laughs> for your first time camping? That's a little, like, you're setting the bar really high. Yeah. Like, that's really cool. Yeah. But also, like, if that's you going forward and you're like, I got high standards for camping, fucking hell yeah. Wild. Get it. For someone camping, <laughs> backyard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a, a camp party in our yard one time. Everybody oh, yeah. brought tents. Oh, yeah. Wow. It was really fun. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah, so we got dropped off in um, uh, southern end, southwestern end of the island. That's yeah. all we can say. And throughout the island, um, back when it was a Navy base, there's all these little cabins um, put, you know, kind of sporadically in certain different bays around the island, used as, um, you know, emergency shelters. They used to be stacked with food. They would um, have a fireplace, bunks, you know, there's two sets of bunks, so four beds. Um, and so some of them have totally blown away and toppled over and they're not really useful, but, um, others have been kind of maintained by locals, um, as a place to stay, you know, to be either used as emergency shelter or, uh, for hunters. Um, and so we got dropped off near one and camped about 
100 yards up from it. We were pretty close to shore. But uh, when we pulled in to this little bay that we were going to camp out at, um, the first thing that stood out to me was there was a sailboat. <laughs> and I immediately felt bad because I was like, these people probably came. They're sailing around the world. And they pull in this quiet little cove. And we're like, oh, no people. And we just go, <laughs> right around the corner like, what's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> and they probably were expecting to have a nice serene, cool experience out in the Aleutians. And here Glass we roll up, caribou. like, yeah, yeah, probably enjoying the caribou sights. And uh, we just roll up and. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we didn't do that. No. Um, Did pull up to the cabin, though? Mm-hmm. Three caribou. Three caribou. Three, yep, three bulls. bulls. Right behind the cabin. Yeah passed on them yeah totally passed and we had flown in that day and so uh, legally i don't see that's the gray area then they talk about commercial flights versus yeah like a bush plane so we still passed yeah i would say better safe than sorry yeah. there's plenty of caribou out there yeah don't yeah Plus, or if anyone has a legit answer to that if you fly in on a commercial plane dm the podcast do you st- are you set to the same mm-hmm. Standard as those who are in like bush planes. I don't know. Beats the socks off me. Question for later. Yeah. Rolled up the cabin. Yeah. A little more dilapidated than I thought it was going to be. Hey, that was a really nice cabin. It was dry. I'm going to say that though. We've seen some other ones. (laughs) That one was pretty nice. It was dry ish. Yeah. It had mattresses in there. Yeah. Mattresses ish. Bird shit everywhere. Everywhere. (laughs) The whole ridge cap on the cabin which it's probably an eight by twelve eight by ten yeah ridge cap had blown off it's pretty wet on the inside it's reasonably dry the windows are gone doors gone the door was there it was there but it was was blown (laughs) off yeah and we're like awesome great place to hang meat you know if worst comes to worst we can staple our tents up on the windows and survive inside this somehow didn't come to that yeah, we were good. But we watched these three little caribou. As we were unloading our gear, kind of take over the hill. We're like, they yeah. exist. They're here. Which, this was really crazy for me because last year when I went, we hiked for, so we did, um, well, what would that be, like Eastern 10 days. Rather than going from Saturday to Saturday, we went Saturday to the following Wednesday. So we were there over seven days. And we hiked for seven days and didn't see anything until the very last day um and so for me we fly in that day we get on the boat we're in this bay and immediately three see three bulls and i'm like are you kidding me (laughs) and i think we had seen some some cows kind of along the way you know Mm -hmm. closer to the beach and i was just like oh my god (laughs) i'm overwhelmed yeah i was like we waited so long and we just get here and they're there this hunting thing isn't so hard (laughs) (laughs) i know your dad was like we hiked this we hiked from here all the way across this end Mm -hmm. and you guys put it some serious miles we did we did i was like all right and there's like caribou 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 i was like this it looks so hard. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, oh, Jake, look. Is that, is that a caribou on the hill over there? <laughs> it's like, trust me, we're putting in miles. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, I, I believe you. We're yeah. doing it. Yeah. We hiked all of our, packed all of our gear off the boat. Wish I had waiters for that. 
At least like hip boots or something. At least to get off the boat. Yeah. Because you can't always be there at high tide or anything yeah. like that. So it gets a little challenging on the slippy rocks and whatnot. Yeah. But packed all our crap out. And it was probably 6 o'clock by then, mm-hmm. 7 o'clock. Spiked out, set up camp, made a dinner, ate dinner, went to sleep. That was the end of day one. Yeah. Technically, is that day one? I would call it day point five. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't quite a full day, but yeah, like, I mean, we got there, we got tents to camp set up. Yep, found some water. And apparently, you could drink the water straight out of the streams of ADAC. Yeah. And Kate, who um, has been to a lot of different villages along the Aleutian chain and throughout Alaska, but oh. the Aleutian chain in particular, she's like, I've never filter water. So, really, your only fear is that you hope something isn't laying down dead in the creek above you. Yeah. And what did she do there? She was... Yeah, so, um, I don't know how she's to explain She's a college it. professor. Yeah, she's a college professor um, from Idaho State, and um, she did this big project. I'm going to say this. I'm going to butcher this. I'm sorry, Kate, if you're listening to this. I'm pretty, this is how I'd explain it. Um, basically, she did this really big project um, where she would travel and visit these villages and track um family history um she would do lineage for them to see you know who was where and you know and she studied like what they ate yeah and she was kind of like the census yeah all intensive yeah so that's, a, that's like a really good way to describe the illusions census yeah and so like when we got there she's like oh who's that they're related to so-and-so and blah 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 she knew everyone yeah it was amazing yeah she's like, oh i should have stopped and said hi to this person yeah. they're still here wow yeah she asked about their culture and cultural practices they mm-hmm. still do and how do they get food to where they live? And Wealth of knowledge. Yeah. Absolutely. Lots of knowledge. And so, I don't know where we are going with this. Um, The water. The water. She was like, no problem. Because I had already brought out the filter. Was filling up yeah. water that night. I was like, I'm going to make coffee in the morning. going to mm-hmm. be awesome. She's like, what are, you, what are you doing? We don't filter anything. Yeah. Just I didn't last street. year at all. I was like, okay. All right, put the filter back in the pack. Yeah, well, also, another time. yeah, I mean, if you're um, doing freeze-dried food and you're boiling your water. You're boiling it anyways. You're boiling it anyways. Yeah. So. Who's the dummy now? Hmm. Me. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we came back from our first, we, you know, grabbed everybody's water balls and offered to go do it. And they're like, what took you so long? Well, you know, we're just filtering. You filtered it? How'd you filter it? You filtered all that water? Was, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I tried to tell him. Filtered like 12 analogies. <laughs> took a long time. Yeah. Worth it. Yeah. We're safe. Yeah. So, day two. Yeah. Wake up that morning, make some coffee. Yeah. Eat some brekkie. Nice morning routine. Brekkie bar. Yeah. Take a dump. Yeah. I think I pretty much had oatmeal most mornings, if not a protein bar or something. I don't know if I had oatmeal once. I don't think you did because I started eating yours because I. Turned out mine was plain. I read the label wrong, and that oh, was really right, disappointing. Style. Yeah, and not brown sugar. Well, okay, so the ones with the orange label is always brown sugar. Is that not a thing, or is that just me? I think the ones with the brown label are brown sugar. The ones with the orange, orange or brown, label. same color. It's a burnt orange. <laughs> <laughs> burnt orange is home style, which is just like rolled oats. Yeah, that's all it was. It's very disappointing because I put uh, like peanut butter in it, and it was just thick. Ooh, the freeze dried little peanut butter bits. Mm-hmm. Game changer. Yeah. They were awesome. I tried putting, um, like, dried banana chips in there. It was just, like, 
plastic in there. Couldn't even taste the banana. It was hot. It was awful. Hot plastic. That was the last day I had oatmeal. So I was so irritated. Or you were like, ugh. <laughs> I was like, ugh. I can't finish this. This is awful. I was like, I'd rather starve. <laughs> Beginning of day two, wake up, start hiking. We split off at some point. Yep. So we were heading one ridge over mm-hmm. from where they were at. Yeah. So we had a ridge in between us, and we were walking on the other side of a different one. Mm-hmm. Hiked, 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 hiked along the coastline. Could you see caribou trails where they're where they kind of travel often? Yeah. And it's a pretty pretty well traveled, packed down trail, and you could see them when you're glassing little trails in the tundra. Mm-hmm. Like okay, and you can kind of follow them and see how they work and how they migrate and move to the land. You know, totally path of least resistance, as you'd expect with all animals and yeah. people. Period. And we got to about, I don't know, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. And we glass up the other group. Mm-hmm. And they have their packs off. Tony's got his gun out. We're like, what's happening? And we glass, and we see that little buck, mm-hmm. the little bull right there at the bottom. I'm like, no way. Yeah. No way. And we start waving our arms because we're seeing them, and they're still looking for them. They yeah. saw them at one point, and it kind of disappeared. Mm-hmm. But they're still looking for them. And we're waving our arms, pointing Hoping they see us, and they all of a sudden, bam! So they obviously saw it. Yeah, Tony shot it, and he had a three hundred, I believe. I think so, but uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a three hundred. But downed it, took our awesome, you know, grip and grins with it. It was yeah. a small bowl. Yeah, but a bowl nonetheless. Yep, especially on that's meat. That's meat in the freezer. Yeah, which at the end of the day. That's what it's all about. Yeah. We're not there for trophies or anything like that. You know, especially on ADAC, kind of. Mm-hmm. We're allowed two bulls and as many caribou cows, cows as we want. Yeah. So we get five harvest tickets yeah. as residents. Yeah. So that's as many as we're allowed to print out at the time, at least. And I couldn't imagine <laughs> shipping back more than five. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be such a pain. Think about the cost of the luggage. Yeah. All we'll, those check bags. Yeah, we'll get into those logistics later. You'd have to load it up in like a freight tote on a pallet and just send it back that way. <laughs> Hope for the best. But broke out the old caribou gear pack tarp, the little hunter's tarp. Mm-hmm. Love that thing. I think my dad was quite impressed yeah. with that because, I mean, that was not something that he did nor introduced to me. But, um, well, then also when we dropped it off at Indian Valley, they really admired how clean the meat was. Dude, caribou gear. Yeah. Made in Alaska by Alaskans. You can't hate on that. Yeah. A little pack tarp. They also do game bags and things like that. But I love that hunter's tarp. Yeah. Because I've seen people, myself included, using it as a pack liner, using it as a ground tarp. Because that way, you're, as soon as you take that quarter off, those are not light quarters. And especially yeah. if it's a moose quarter or something like that, you take that quarter off and you're going to lay it on the ground before you put it in a bag, yeah. more than likely. Yeah. So you cut it off, boom, it's there right next to you. You have it staked down because it's windy, which I did. Mm-hmm. I had my trekking poles in the corners and two stakes in the other corners. And I laid it right next to us, took that hind quarter off, laid it right down on the tarp. Yeah. No hair, no grass. No piece of shale stuck to it or anything like that. Yeah. Perfect. Well, you could also use it as an emergency tool as well. Yeah. It's kind of a... Yeah, it's For everything. You could sleep under it. You could sleep on it, depending where you can get shelter. It's a sturdy tarp, too. Yeah. It's very sturdy. Yeah. 
I would use it as a ground. I would be willing to use it as a ground cloth. Yeah. I was highly impressed. And it washed off real easy. Super easy. Yeah. Yeah. So, Caribou Gear. Yeah. Sponsor us. Whatever. <laughs> I'd yeah. buy, I'm going to buy another tarp whether you sponsor us or not. I need to go. I think it would be handy for as for being that you and I go together, one of us to have kind of a smaller one and maybe one of us to have a slightly larger one. Oh, yeah. Well, those tarps are... Packed down super small. Six, five by six, six by six. Packed down super small. Yeah. And they come with steaks. They look like the MSR little mini groundhog steaks. Mm-hmm. Work great. Haven't had one come out yet. They're not like cheapo depot steaks or anything like that. Yeah. Laid it all out. Got it all quartered out. I packed out Tony's two rears, I believe, or a rear and a front, and all of his sweet meats and things like that. And he packed out a rear and a front. And I started hiking it back out. And we got back to camp by... It was like early afternoon. Yeah, early afternoon. Yeah. And I was checking my Garmin. Well, we started heading back before you guys left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to hear this because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where the fuck are they? <laughs> yeah. We took a different route. A yeah. detour, one might say. Yeah. Because we went up the side of... Where we were getting water. It was pretty steep, and I was like, there's no way I'm going to go back down that. Yeah. (laughs) No way am I going back down that. And Tony's like, I'm totally down for that. I'm following you. I was like, sweet. Freaking team leader. All right. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) And so I checked my Garmin. (laughs) The compass in my Garmin is not calibrated. And so it's like, calibrate now and i was like i'm not calibrating this right now <laughs> i don't have time for this i was like okay we went about this general direction i broke out the compass yeah there you go there you go Gavin. Gavin bring here. a compass yeah survival tool 101 it's so light yeah. so minimal took it out of my hip pocket i was like well we started at this point and i had it dialed off i can't remember what number it was had it tagged off I was like, okay so we need to head back this way we started heading back that way and then i started to recognize things because they had come back, they would came over a different way than we were. Yeah. Because we had split up. And so I was seeing things I didn't recognize. So thank goodness for the compass. And <laughs> I, was, I was walking with Kate and I was like, I hope we see them soon. Yeah. Sean doesn't have a great sense of direction. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like tired and just like, what the fuck? <laughs> you ratted on me. I did. I can't believe you. <laughs> You I've lost not, snow machining one time. I know. I've known that since like the first hike we went on before we were like an official couple. I was like, this dude doesn't know where the heck he is. <laughs> we're going left here? And you're like, no. All right. <laughs> okay. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> you're not wrong. That's what compasses are for. And I used it. So I carry him. Highly impressed. Yep. So I had the compass started putting us in the right direction. Didn't recognize anything. I was like, all right, trust the compass. Keep going. And we just kept going because everything looks the same almost. I mean, wow, this hill looks a lot like the last hill I just went over. That's the sketchy part about ADAC is that you can get caught up in those kinds of things, especially if the fog comes down. There's no trees. There's no landmarks. It's just hill after hill after hill. And a lot of people are like, oh, this is easy. There's nothing in your way. That will kill you absolutely if you're true. not careful. It is absolutely true. Yeah. There is nothing in your way. Yeah. Yes, you're correct. That's a blessing and a curse. Then you can hike as far as you can. Yep. And then turn around and be like, ah, 
that's not a tree with the spruce tree on it. That's no. a, a hill with the spruce tree. That's no longer the hill with the river running up the side. That's a hill with more grass. Yeah, you're like looking at the hill and you're like, this one's got a Hershey's kiss on top of it. And this Next one's got like a weird one. deformed one. <laughs> you're like, that looks like the last hill with a Hershey's kiss <laughs> on top of it. <laughs> so you could get turned around really easily. And especially with the fog. You're right. Yeah. Absolutely right. Yep, and the fog there comes down quick. Yeah, which we learned out later that trip. Mm-hmm. I've learned that a few times out there. Yeah. And so we get turned the right direction, follow the compass, heading towards where we spiked out. And we've taken breaks, you know, kind of taking it easy. We get the, the first day feet. Yeah. I like to call it. Yeah. You start hiking a little bit, you know. I'm sure Tony doesn't do like a crazy amount of hiking or anything like that. And he's in his 50s. Yeah. Something like that. Probably 50 something. So. 51, 52. I think so. I think he's close to my mom's age. And so he's huffing it. We're huffing along. And I don't know Tony. This is the, like, that's, I met him the day Second before. Second day. Yeah. <laughs> Making small talk with him as we're just gasping for air. And we finally make it to where I know where we're going. I was like, all right, this is the stream we get water from. We just get water farther down. We're heading in the right direction. No yeah. problem. Don't see camp yet, but I know we're in the right direction. Compass didn't lie. <laughs> we're going the right way. And I see you and your dad come around the corner. I was like, oh, hey, guys. He's like, we're coming to look for you. <laughs> you guys took so long. I was like, what? We're not lost. We're just like, taking your time. Hey, yeah, yeah. We were just checking on you. <laughs> Seeing how you're doing. Yeah, like, no biggie. You guys. Just no faith. Just me some water. No faith. No, I was worried. I was worried. Yeah. So we made it back just fine. Also came back. I brought my... So we... On the other side of that, my dad and I... You know, my dad, Kate, and I, we all got back to camp, and we're waiting for them, and, like, waiting and waiting, and it was just kind of like, there's nothing to do out there, so maybe it felt a lot longer, and so we're like, ah, we'll go help out, we'll check, and so, um, my dad, you know, drops his pack and grabs some water, and I just pull out all the kind of, not the heavy stuff, but the few things in my bag, and just dump it, because I was like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, offer to carry some meat or something, and, yeah, and so, (laughs) I, like, throw my pack, and we start walking, my dad's like, why'd you bring your backpack, and I was like, to offer to carry meat, he's like, we're just offering you water. I was like, okay, well. <laughs> we got water. <laughs> so, but yeah, right as we came around that corner, which was maybe 100 yards away, you guys were right there. Oh. Yeah. Compass don't lie. Yeah. And we hadn't hiked out that far that day, so. Yeah. I had confidence you'd make it back, but thought we'd offer a hand. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> But we get a little nice little snacky lunch in and mm-hmm. drink some more water. Hang up the meat in the cabin. Yep, hang the meat up in the cabin. Yeah. It was the first time we used those treated, pre-treated bags. The antimicrobial. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. How handy is that little shed? Yeah. I actually got a message the other day about um, if I had ever used citric acid in game bags. Mm-hmm. Hang you meat. And I haven't, but we, you know, driving down we had read about it. Um, we dropped our meat off at Indian Valley and... There was a little sheet, and it talks about, you know, things to prepare for while hunting, which is really cool. What a fun little thing to add into your, like, little pamphlet, booklet. Back of the menu. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. Uh, But it talks about that, and um, that's something that we haven't done, which we've looked into. I would probably purchase things that are pre-treated, being that kind of lazy, and I don't want to bring a bunch of extra stuff. Mm -hmm. Saving time. I wouldn't say I'm lazy. I have days. <laughs> but I think there's perks in probably bringing something that's pre-treated that you could 
um, as soon as you get your meat, throw it in, hang it up. Um, For sure. And Tony had brought some extra spray cans to actually spray the bags once they were hanging up, which I think if you weren't doing like a hiking out would be super handy. But I think one can only treated like one or two bags. Yeah. And so you're carrying, I mean, it's like a full-size can. I want to say hairspray can, but mm-hmm. the majority of this people listen, or listeners are probably men. So It's bug spray. Yeah. A little bigger than bug spray. Yeah, like, but like a tall can. It's like a tall boy. Like a it's spray t- oil. Yep. You like of it? Anyways. I don't know. It, it looks like a tall boy. <laughs> a tall boy with a spray. With a spray. Yeah. 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 Um, which, not that it's heavy, but it takes space. For sure. So, you know, I would consider that and what type of hunt you're doing if you're doing something. Or maybe you're taking out four-wheelers. By all means, bring oh, it. Hell yeah. Move if you're that. hiking out, save the space. Yeah. Get the pre-treated bags or carry citric acid. And I have seen people with, like, you know, the little packets of citric acid, and you mix it there, and yeah, yada, yada, yada. No big deal. Super easy, super light to carry with you. No problem, though. Yeah. But there are lots of pre-treated bag options. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really handy. So if somebody has any background on if you bring citric acid and treat your bags when you're out there, let us know how you do it. Yeah. Give us the inside deets. Shoot us DM. Because we want to know. Hung the meat. You hung the meat. In the kind of, not a bad game. We'll post pictures of it. Yeah. I'd sleep in it. Yeah. I would. I would. If I knew it was there, I wouldn't even have brought a tent. Yeah. Just some covers. <laughs> <laughs> to cover the bird shit. <laughs> the bird shit. Everything was covered in bird shit. <laughs> but then we went out later that evening. Mm-hmm. Tony stayed back. He was cooking us up some din-din. Yeah. That was awesome. Tony. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate you. Awesome guy. What a yeah, homie. What a homie, yeah. But. We went and scouted out another area that we wanted to go the next day. No. Which is what we ended up doing. But um, we hiked up uh, basically, not totally the opposite direction, but there was another little ridge that we could cross over into a bigger bowl area. Um, and there was a bigger lake back there. And. It was somewhere we could use the binoculars to do a lot more walking for us. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, we. Hiked through the top, just the four of us that time, and kind of just like kept going straight. And all of a sudden, I think pretty quickly, we had seen a cow, mm-hmm. um, and then another. And I think it was like a group of four or five, maybe, or maybe it was like three adult cows, three and cows maybe and a, a couple calves, couple calves yeah, or one calf. Yeah. And um, we definitely sat there for a minute, it was like, do we want the extra meat? Because we had talked about, you know, if we'd gotten two bigger animals, maybe we'd grab a third. But since Sean and I hadn't had anything, we passed him up. Um, totally because there's no, you can't, once you shoot and you kill something, there's not a lot blocking you. You know, not blocking your sound, not blocking your smell. It's just hill after hill after hill. And so... As tough as it was, we definitely made the decision to pass on them. Um, but definitely were excited to um, come back the next day. After getting up to the top and immediately seeing five different caribou. Yeah, well, we made it to the end of that ridge. Yeah. And to that lake that mm-hmm. we won't name. <laughs> <laughs> but made it to that lake. We were glassing probably, you know, probably two miles away we saw them. Mm-hmm. Probably. I don't know if that mile and a half. Yeah, some were pretty close. It was that big herd. You know that on the other side of the lake? 
that large herd. Oh, you're yeah. right. I totally was right. a herd of like 15. There was, yeah. 15, 16. Quite a few. But it was way too far. Yeah. It, we could have done it the but next it day. Was, yeah, the next day. But we it was. done it. It had to have been five, six o'clock. It was way too late that day. Yeah. Yes, and absolutely. we were already like, because we got to the top and we saw this five and I was like, can, uh, can we go look over that next hill? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my dad's just like, you just got to look over the next one. The next you have to. And, and it's so hard to stop. It's so hard hill. to stop. Yeah. An ADAC, you kind of have to like get to the hill. Yeah. And your dad preached this to me the whole time we were yeah. out there. Like you get up to the crest of the hill and you kind of like, you want to side hill it a little bit because there's not a whole lot of coverage. Yeah. You kind of prairie dog. Yeah. And you know, like peek your head just a little every bit. Every time. Because every single ravine could have yep. bedded caribou in it. Yep. We're going to have a really good example of that here soon. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think that when I was like, we should go look over that next hill, that's when we saw that yep. bigger herd. And I was like, see, what that's if we, we had we done it? Lake. lake opened up right there, kind of yep. on that plateau. Yeah. Which we are on that plateau. And I'm glad that we day. had seen it that day because I think it would have changed our plans um, the next day absolutely, of us going out. So I'm glad that we saw it that day because I think that helped alter how we wanted to start hiking 100%. the following day. Yeah. yeah. So, we saw 15 caribou and the herd bull. Mm-hmm. That bull was large. Yeah. I dream of that bull still today. Yeah. That was a huge bull. Yeah. Like it was probably maybe like I have no clue. Yeah. Number three on the island. Yeah, and I think there's still some pretty large bulls out there, but they're probably pretty far and few between, and they're probably really spread out. And like my dad said, you know, you have your herd bull, and then you have, your, like, your bachelor groups where mm-hmm. there's, you know, three to six smaller bulls that yeah. travel together. Um, but, but we saw them. We, we saw, saw them. Big Daddy. Which is crazy because last year when I was there, um, you know, the – the last day when we started seeing caribou, it was like onesies and twosies, or you'd see two cows and a calf, or you'd mm-hmm. see, you know, a, a lot smaller groups of caribou. And same time of year. Same time of year. I mean, I think they were a week apart. Mm-hmm. And um, we had, we were in the same boat, same outfitter, and we rolled up into this one little bay, and I saw a herd of hundreds, at least a hundred it looked like hundreds for sure, though. And it was just the craziest thing I'd ever seen. And when we were hiking up, I saw this huge herd, and I was just like, that's fucking nuts. This is insane. They're way out of our reach, but this is insane. And then we had dipped back down in this little valley and came back up. And I was, you know, looking at the herd again, and I was like, those aren't the same caribou. Like, that's a totally different herd. And then went up a little further, and sure enough, there were these two herds of hundreds of caribou. And I was just like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and, of course, they're out of reach, and it's our last day, and I'm just like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. But happy to see they're there, and they're well-fed Thriving. and breeding. But yeah. there had been some issues in the past of people going out and shooting all the trophy caribou. Mm-hmm. And so um, with genetics, obviously, they're aren't as many large ones. And I'm sure there's probably a lot more hunters that go there more frequently now than there were in the past. But, man. But. I'll tell you. Yeah. That herd bull. Boog. We were glass from a long ways away, and you could tell, like, you're a big hoss. Mm-hmm. Like, holy cow. Look at that guy. Yeah. And immediately, your dad's like, do you see him? Do you <laughs> see that guy? I was like, holy shit! <laughs> That's a huge bull! Yeah. But. Being that far out, yeah, 
there's no way we could have made a play that night. No, no way. It was so late in the day. We were like, well, if we catch one of those cows on the way back really <laughs> close to camp, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which didn't turn out. We made it back to camp. Like, yeah. That's marked it, waypoint, set. Which, looking back, if we had, you know, gotten one of those cows, our shipping back would have been a lot different on the plane. For sure. So. We just spent more than $100. <laughs> yes, we got lucky, so. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so that evening, Tony cooked up some of his caribou, and With that was awesome. Mind you, mm-hmm. that awesome peak fuel, what is it? Um, it was like butternut squash and... Chickpeas. Chickpeas. It was some kind of... It was like know. a curry something? It tasted like was butter it? chicken. Kind It did, kind of, yeah. Yeah, some well, kind of curry. Yeah. I think it was a curry. It was awesome. Phenomenal. That was so good and, on tortillas. And, yeah, and Kate had brought tortillas, and I... Was it the EXO podcast maybe I was listening to? And they, was that right? I don't know. Somebody that we listen to often does that, and they bring tortillas. And I was like, that's genius, because you can put your breakfast, you can put your dinner in them. Peanut you can butter. put your peanut butter in them. Mm-hmm. Dried banana chips. <laughs> Just don't cook them. Maybe, maybe <laughs> they'd be better that way. Um. Oh, my God, that was so good. That was such a good dinner. Yeah. It was just, like, meat and rice. I think it was curry, something. Some kind of curry. Yeah. It was so good. That was phenomenal. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It didn't taste like freeze-dried meals. It's because all the fresh caribou in there. Yeah. Well, and freeze-dried meals have come a long way. They're really good. But after, like, day three or four. <sighs> They're no longer exciting curry. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> oh, it's not. And when I saw that my dad had brought... um the biscuits and gravy freeze-dried meal. I was like, mm. why didn't I do that? Why am I eating oatmeal? Yeah. Why am I eating plain-ass oatmeal and Listen, eating my breakfast? We were ultra-light. You know. No, we weren't even ultra-light. We were sort of light. Semi-light. Semi-light camping. <laughs> Semi-light hiker hunters. Everybody was like, is that all that you brought? And I was like, yeah, I got an extra pair of underwear. I know. <laughs> you brought like two days worth of clothes. And I worked You didn't it. bring like civilian clothes. I didn't smell either. <laughs> you? My pack well, smelled, but I didn't smell. Yeah, well, you're not the one smelling yourself, okay? <laughs> it's me and the rest of us. Dude okay? wipes. I don't even know if you use those. I didn't. <laughs> hmm. Deodorant. <laughs> yes. Um, scent free, odor blocking deodorant. Yeah. Good lucky. stuff. I don't know what brand it is, but it's worked out really good. Mitchum. Mm, it starts with an M. No idea. No idea. Worked really good. Thinking about switching. <sighs> Anyways. Anyways. We go to bed. Went to bed. Woke up the next day. Uh, it was probably before sunrise, so probably 5.45, 6 I think we got up at 6, 6.30. Because that's when, because I mean, when I leave for work in the mornings at 5 or 5, or well, when I leave at 5 or 5.30, it's dark. It's dark. Yeah. So I think it was closer to 6 to 6.30, because I think originally we had gotten up at 6, and it was still too dark. Right. So that's nope. another thing to be mindful of if you're going in the fall it's or late summer. It's going to be a little darker. It's not going to be totally light all the time. So, And it every day it changes by a few minutes, so not that you're counting down that tight, but keep your, an eye on that. Finish your blue emoji. Yeah. Oops. Also, shout out... Uh, Talkeetna Spirits, I believe it is. What is this? Who makes these? Uh, Denali Spirits, Talkeetna, Alaska. Their blueberry mojito off the chain. Oh my god, it's so good. Thirteen percent, and it's just you know. I can't drink more can. than two. Awesome, phenomenal. I'm sensitive. But also these double shovels, little caribou call for you. Well, let me just. 
You want to share this? Yes. Splitsies. This is the Forget Me Hopped. Forget it's Me Hopped. Love it. It's not like a super sweet cider or anything like that. No, it's not. I think ciders are a little underrated. For sure. I don't think they get enough credit. And, you know, I'm sure most people who drink or try ciders are probably like Angry Orchard. And that's just like yeah, straight up sugar. It, it has is. its place. It is good. But it's affordable. But this is really good. Cheers. Thanks. We have to go to the Double Shovel in Anchorage. We should. Yeah. Shout out the Wild Alaska Project. Mm-hmm. That's where I got the whole caribou call. Yeah. Because I know they're like, yeah, caribou calls. <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Get so up day three. We get up between 6 and 6.30. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Make coffee. Get things going. Your dad's already up making coffee. I see him in his skivvies in the other tent. I was like... Hey, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in my skivvies. <laughs> well, like, he's got the same the Kuyu zip-off. Oh, my gosh. The How crops. have we not talked about this? <laughs> Can we talk about this right yeah, now? Yeah, let's just well, time okay. warp. All right. I got a story. So. <sighs> when we went to Utah and I brought my Crocs. Yeah. Made fun of me. Yeah. Start there. My dad roasts everybody with Crocs. And there's a big Croc hater on Facebook. You know, I always see things about how he's like, ew. Crocs, gross. Ew. Sean and I are proud croc wearers. Mm-hmm. Pro croc. Crocs in the summer, crocs in the fall, crocs in the winter, mm-hmm. crocs in the spring. Crocs, 365 motherfucking days of the year. <laughs> All right? You get those cute-ass little charms. You get your, I got a little money bag and a little flower and a gecko and whatever the little other fucking one is. <laughs> Cute as hell, comfy. <laughs> it's breathable. You can walk in water, snow. They're gonna dry off. They're not gonna be soaking wet. Crocs and socks, baby. Yeah, Crocs and socks. Crocs and no socks. Mm-hmm. That's a year-round versatile shoe. Versatile footwear, absolutely. Love my Crocs. Okay, mm-hmm. stand behind them. I got a pair of Crocs strictly for Halloween to go with my costume. Okay, I'm proud of them. Okay, no shame. <laughs> Oh, shame. Continue. Anyways. <laughs> I feel strongly about these Crocs. Sure, yeah. So, I always bring up my Crocs to my dad because I know it's going to make him upset. And I love him. And last winter I talked about getting him Crocs and I was like, damn, Crocs are fucking $60. I'm not buying him Crocs. Didn't get him for Christmas. This hunting trip rolls around. A few weeks prior I was like, wouldn't it be... The funniest thing, if I had bought my dad a pair of Crocs, he's never going to wear them, but it would just be such a a shock factor for him. Such a surprise, you know? So I went to Cabela's and got to Anchorage, and I bought him a pair of Crocs. They're that tan, kind of sandy color, and the backs, actually, which I hadn't seen before, Velcro, so you can adjust the the strap on the back. Yeah. Love them. You got, you adjust so they fit your ankles. Oh, yeah. Sport mode, casual mode, adjustable. Love that. Love versatility. So I bought the Crocs. And we met up with my dad that evening at his hotel. And I, I'm i a procrastinator. It's part of who I am. Sure. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, so <laughs> I figured you would. <laughs> you know me pretty well. Um, I'm a big procrastinator. So... This is in August. I gave him his Christmas presents as well. <laughs> and so I handed him this, like, grocery bag of wrapped gifts. And I said, Merry Christmas and happy birthday. Here you go. 
and he opens them up and you know it's like all these other little gifts you know very there was a few like christmas themed items in there so they're you know threw it off a little here i come with this cabela's paper bag and i said hold on i got one more gift for you here you go (laughs) merry christmas dad slam it on the table that was a little over dramatic but I set it on the table, <laughs> and he unties the little, the little paper cord thing at the top, and he goes, "Oh, we'll yeah." <laughs> and he goes, "Oh no, <laughs> oh, no, you did it!" <laughs> and out pulls the Crocs. Okay, and so one of the first things I said was, "You better bring those on your trip because Sean and I brought camp Crocs. You better bring them." And he's like, I am not bringing these things. This is ridiculous. No way I'm strapping those. Yeah, these are the ugliest things I've ever seen. And I said, look at the tread on the new style. Check it. They get aggressive tread. They do have aggressive I tread. I love it. And a lot more cushion. Mm-hmm. Anyways. What kind of clap? So, my dad. We just call him Skivvies. <laughs> his little zip bottoms. Zip bottoms by yeah. Kuyu. And he's wearing his little Crocs. And he goes, I love these things. <laughs> it's like, they are so comfortable. And they are so light. I was like, ultralight hunting, baby. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> Got your motherfucking Crocs. <laughs> Camp Crocs are a game changer. It is. I would be yeah. pissed if I forgot my Crocs. Yeah. So, I'm just saying, if you're against Crocs, be a little open-minded Go to your local Cabela's <laughs> or your local shoe store and try them on. Just give them a whirl. You know, and the nice part about it is you get done after a long day of hiking. You got sweaty feet. You got wet socks because you're sweating or you walk through creeks. You put on your dry Crocs, maximum airflow in between all those little holes in there. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. You can wear them if you're crossing creeks. They weigh literally nothing. And I think that was one of the first things he said. He's like... This is nothing. There's literally nothing to this. Strap it to the outside of your pack? <sighs> like nothing changed. Yeah, so. Anyways. Anyways, my dad's against Crocs, but he loves them. See he sent me a picture. Coffee. Yeah. See him making coffee. See him making coffee across from me. In, in his, his Crocs. In his skivvies and his Crocs. I'm in my skivvies and my Crocs. I was like, yeah, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm making coffee. <laughs> I walk over there and make coffee with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get coffee in, start breakfast, and we're like, all right, let's load up. We start like, putting packs together and whatnot. Like, all right, we're going to mosey this way we were yesterday, but we made a game plan. We're like, all right, two teams, you know, we're going to head up this way and around. We're figuring you guys go down. Since you're younger and more fit, we're going to, you guys can take the long way, go to the next ridge over. Yeah. Hike down the ridge. Basically, we had split up. Sean and I went left, and they went right. And this yeah. kind of bigger massive bowl there was lots of ridges and little hills in between but we had set waypoints and he's like once you get to this waypoint head that direction head west yep and we had carried radios that day to check in every hour just because we were split up and Mm -hmm. if weather had rolled in we wanted to be able to communicate because there is no service out there um and so it was like yeah every hour and i think it was every two hours after that first check-in yeah but yeah we had made it to the first knob Yes, we got up to the top, we went left, crossed the creek, filled up water. Yep, filled with water, got some cool pictures of that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. We should have our pictures. No, we do. We were slacking. I'm sorry, guys. But we need, um, made it the first knob, needed to do a little bit of glassing because we opened up really far. 
Yeah. All the way to the lake. Yeah, actually. we could see the lake at the very end of the bowl, uh, which ends up being like a cliff and then shuts off, or, you know, straight drop to the ocean. Yeah. So you could see everything from where we got. Um, you could probably see one mile by probably two, two and a quarter, something like that. Yeah. Long ways. Yeah. And we found a really nice glassing point because we were kind of up on this little hill, but on the top of the hill had this little bowl. And so we were kind of protected from wind, from sight. If anything was coming around, we could see kind of up into the mountains on the, you know, further left North from side. us in case anything was coming up over the bigger mountains. Um, but then also into the kind of middle ridge bowl um, to see if there's anything kind of hanging out in between. Yeah. Um, and we sat up there for a while because I think we radioed in after the first hour we from there. there. for an hour and a half to almost two hours. Yeah, we glassed for a long time. I just got excited because this is the fun part this of the story. This is the fun part of the story. <laughs> yeah. Because, okay, so as you're looking down this valley, ridges on both sides, and at the end of the valley is a lake. Mm-hmm. We're looking at this lake. We're glassing, kind of looking around, and we immediately see... I... Samantha, yes. I want my credit. I will give you full credit. So, okay. Here's... I'm going to go now. So, <laughs> we're glassing. Glassing, glassing, glassing. And I see movement, and I go, I got one. I got one bull. I got two, three bulls, and I think there's a fourth. I have four bulls in my eyesight right now. And they were way down by this lake, which was a mile and a half Away. At the end of, as far as we could see. As far, yeah, like to the very end, like like I said, where the cliff kind of dropped off, mm-hmm. you know, on the closer side of the lake. Almost to the ocean. Spotted these bulls, and I was just like, holy crap. And they weren't only like quite in the middle, they were more on the right side. And like I said, at the beginning, we had split off, you know, left and right side of this bull. We went left, the other group went right. And they were technically on the right side. Mm-hmm. And so this was crazy to see. Because that was kind of the biggest goal going to ADAC. At least for me, you know, I I wanted to step it up. I wanted a bigger animal, you know. I was feeling a little more confident about my skills, the gear I had. I was a lot more comfortable. I mean, I got new shoes and new boots, and that changed the game for me. And so we were both just like, holy shit, holy shit, oh my god. You know, whispering because we can't yell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were on the verge of yelling. No, I wasn't yelling. But I was just like, "Oh my god, oh my god, this is crazy!" <laughs> so, did you see them? Did you see them? Like, yeah. Do you I see that? See, I see them. I see them. Yeah. But then after we glassed them up, ten o'clock, ten thirty, probably. Yeah, it was early. Seeing them and then they bed down. Yeah. We're like, oh yeah, it's the time. And at this, this time, we were, but we were figured, you know, they're gonna move down because we had yeah. seen them. Yeah. Probably thirty minutes before. Mm-hmm. the other group on the ridge next to us. Before we had our hour radio in. Yeah, which you know, we just we just call in, check in, be like, yep, we're alive, we're making it, doing good. Check you know? in it. I think then we did the two-hour check-in, which was... Yeah, just intervals mm-hmm. to make sure we're doing okay. Did we check in at noon, or was it one the next... It was one the one. next time. Yeah, so maybe it was at 11. Because it was just intervals to make sure, you know, if we had an animal down, it'd be like, Shh, animal down, need pickup. Weather coming in. Weather coming in. Things like that. Yeah. Um, but pre that, um, getting closer to radio in, Sean and I went back and forth because they were technically kind of on that right side and 
Not that we had designated certain, like, you get but this point from this point. Their cardinal direction yeah. was in their area. And we waited an hour and a half and was like, they're totally going to see them. Let's not do it. And back and forth, he and I went. Like, each of us took a turn of, we should do it. No, no, we can't do it. It's on their side. The chunk go, yeah, we should do it. And I go, no, it's on their side. Let's give them a chance. Right? And then... You know, and I think maybe, you know, a little bit prior before we took off, I had seen a cow up on our further left side towards this bigger mountain range. One had popped out, and then two had popped out, and we'd seen two cows, and they kind of went behind this little hill, and we're sitting back there. And I was like, well, you know, if anything, if it's on the further right side, if we don't want to go after those bulls, I was like, we know that there's caribou over there. If there's two cows, there's likely three or more cows behind it, maybe some smaller bulls, or a larger bull, a herd bull, with these cows. Rolling the dice. Right. And so we waited, and we waited, and all of a sudden, two small bulls come out from this little side ridge that we were sitting next to. And, again, it was like... They were within 100 yards. Yeah. Well, yeah, when we originally saw them, it was at least two to three. Mm -hmm. And then... They were moving in on us. But they were moving in on us, and I think if we had waited any longer, we could have shot them at 50 yards. Yeah. Windage was perfect. They had no idea we were there. We, I mean, like you said, we had sat there for an hour and a half, two hours. They were coming up on us. They were coming up. They were coming directly to us, and I was like, Sean, like, if we don't make a decision soon, these caribou are going to literally walk up to us. And then they're going to be, like, too close. We're going to have to shoot them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or we're going to spook them off, and they're all going to run away, and we're going to yeah. totally blow that chance. And meanwhile, these bulls that are sitting, these four bulls sitting over a mile away. A mile and a half, probably. Bedded down for hours. Yeah, we watched For two for hours. An hour and a half. And the wind direction was blowing right at us, so they had no idea we were there. This other, these other small bulls, I don't know how, maybe just the wind wasn't pushing their way. They had no idea we were there. And these two bulls come walking down, and the cows are still popping out. They come walking down, and they come walking down, and they get closer and closer. And I look over at Sean, and I was like, we got to make a choice. So I was like, all right. Do we do it? Do we shoot these two small cows or two bulls, or do we go and try for the four? And it was over a mile and a half away. And, <laughs> and it, it was, was like, if was we noon. do this. Yeah. It was noon. And it was like. We have to commit and hope it works out because otherwise we're going to have to come all the way back and hope that this small herd is still there. And we had never went up over that small ridge to see actually how many were back there. But, well, we at least saw five to seven that mm. popped up out over the ridge. So I'm sure there was plenty of smaller ones, maybe with calves behind that hill. So, yeah, like I said, like I looked over Sean and I was just like, it's now or never. They haven't seen them. Let's roll up. Let's do it. Let's go. The wind direction, perfect. perfect. Right in our face. The entire time. And that's one thing about ADAC to be mindful of if you go there. Like I said, the birthplace of winds. The wind changes on you so fast. All the time. All of a sudden, like it'll be going straight on you. And you're like, this is perfect. All of a sudden, it's opposite direction or from behind you. And you're like, how? <laughs> yeah, you go over the next how did that happen? and it's going the other direction down yeah. the valley. Straight into your target. Yeah. And this whole time I was like, they're in our line of view. They've bedded down for two hours. The wind direction is perfect. I was like. We've been stupid not to. We've been stupid if we're not. Yeah. yeah. Like this was fate. Yeah. This was meant to be. Absolutely. We had to do it. And the fact that we hadn't heard any shots, you know, and at one point we had seen my dad up on a ridge and, you know, 
Tony and Kate were there, had seen my down on this ridge, and he was close enough that we were both like, they had to have seen him. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And so we, that's why we, we waited a long time. We waited we a gave long him time a fair chance. Because they were totally there. They were totally there. But this comes into play. Yeah. Of the looking over the next one and looking down over the, just down in, into the next in valley. In some situations, do it. Just. Absolutely. Just look. Don't go out of your way if it's super far. I was like, but it just. Kind of prairie hurt. dog and look over the next one and be like, Check. okay, there's nothing there. Because they a lot of the on. times, yeah, when we saw him, we just prairie dogged over and sure enough, there were several. That's exactly what happened. So we went for it. Yeah, we went for it. Made the play. We're yep. like, all right, we need to get our shit together. We have to get over there before it gets too late. Yeah. Yeah, because it was our, what? It was one o'clock. No, it was probably It was probably 1230. noon we left. 12 to 1230. Yeah. And so we walked down into this bowl and kind of went straight and then right yeah because we were walking along that creek yeah and like there's no obstructions it's just hills yeah so you don't have trees behind by there's nothing blocking you like you have to be really mindful we're walking from hill to hill to hill yeah so it's a lot of zigzag yeah yeah so they wouldn't see us they wouldn't catch wind of us didn't hear us and so we like go and then we (laughs) kind of did this silly little there was like one open part where they could see us I think we just like did this weird little crawl. like tiptoe crawling yeah. kind of like go go, <laughs> and um, I think at one point too, one had turned and looked at us. We just like laid down. Yeah, and I wasn't sure if it was like it had actually seen us or it was just like looking that direction. It could have just been looking that direction. Yeah, it could have been coincidental. And we were just like, oh, fuck. we just froze oh, fuck. and laid down, and we were still, you know. Three quarters of a mile away. Yeah. We weren't even half a mile at and that point. And the grass isn't even tall enough to lay behind. No, you can't. Like, <laughs> that, that, yeah. Your first reaction is to freeze and get down. Yeah. And that's one thing I will say about the Sika gear is that it blends very well. And not that you yeah. need to go buy Sika gear for this specific hunt, but that color pattern is super helpful. And my dad actually has a picture where I'm laying on these rocks. And I think the only way that you can actually see me is because I'm not wearing gloves. I have my hood on. I have, you know... The, um, you know, jacket and bottoms, the Timberline. Um, and you cannot see me. I mean, eventually, yeah, you could totally see it. But in this picture, because my hands are white and standing out. Isn't it, is it the greener pattern or is it the it's, grayer pattern? It's the know? greener pattern. Okay, I don't know what it's called. But it blends in so well so out there. Well. That's a side note. Versus like Kuyu's Verde. Yeah. Which is more like mm, timbery kind of. Timber, which is a good chunk of Alaska. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. So we cut across, and it's kind of this open valley part. We cross a few creeks, and we get to the part where we have to start going uphill because they're kind of sitting on this little um, I would call hill. It like a plateau. Plateau. It's like yeah. up on a hill and on this lake plateau. All four of them had bedded down. Right and next to the lake. Yeah. So we successfully get across the completely open part, and now it's time to go up and try to get above them and curve back around. And... <laughs> you kept getting on to me because you're like you're walking too fast you're walking too loud and i'm like i can only hear you <laughs> so we're like trying to keep our cool but also like getting really excited because like we're getting that feeling or at least i was i was getting that feeling of like i think we're pulling this off you like, your heart starts to flutter a because little bit. now we're getting to like we did the distance and now we're getting to the hard part where like you have to be really mindful of how you're stepping how you're taking your gear off, how you're walking up, checking the wind direction, 
making sure that there's nothing around you, checking behind you, which is a big one. You should always do that when you're hunting. Check behind you. My come to Jesus's, we make it up to the bottom of this hill right before mm-hmm. we, you know, start making the ascent up the side of the hill to look down at them. Yeah. Is when you peel the packs off. Yeah. I peel the pack off, pull the rifle out, and my heart yeah. is immediately just like, dun, 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 Yeah. And we were dun, like three quarters of the way up this hill before we had gone officially up and back around to be above mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that yeah, you're right. That, that moment, that moment you're like, of like this is real life. You're slowly like, unclipping your backpack so you don't down. make that snapping noise. You're unclipping your gun, your rifle from the bag. And I had carried, um, you know, once we had dropped our packs, I kept my bino harness on mm-hmm. and my rifle just because I think it's helpful to not only have your bino case for your binoculars but also as um, a rest if you needed to use it while shooting. Um, those are kind of the two reasons why I keep it on because we were totally close enough you wouldn't need it. But, you know, for you, you were carrying the rangefinder for the two of us. I think you kept it in there. And mm-hmm. I think I had taken my jacket off way earlier because I didn't want that. Any, any kind of swishing. I mean, it's very minimal in the grand scheme of things, but I didn't want that getting away. I didn't want unzipping the zipper to get in the way, and I'd taken that off way before we had crossed even the larger opening because in my head I was like the loudest thing for me to take off is this jacket and then it's my pack yeah and so absolutely another thing to be mindful of while you're getting you know close think of those little things how are you going to unclick your bag it's very open out there so yeah we drop our packs we start to make the the ascent we finish the last bit start to side hill a prairie dog the first hill mm-hmm. you look down you're like okay because you can't see this part from the binoculars yeah we are now in a different area looking at a different view mm-hmm. you're looking down you're like okay we need to skirt to the left side hill this part yeah come up to the next one and then kind of side hill it prairie dog the next one yep side hill the next one and we see antlers right away yeah and, but they were in a different spot from where they had bedded down so they, they, had, had, gotten they had gotten up and I don't know if maybe, I don't think they smelled us. I'm pretty confident that maybe they heard us at some point. Yeah. Um, because the wind direction was still in our favor, which is insane to think about. Um, but it did change directions. But it did change directions when we got to the it top. It was blowing from the west, and then it changed and it started blowing to the north from yeah. our backs. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Or from our right-hand side. Yeah. Yes. And so, pre-getting to this point, we had kind of discussed, um, you know, who's going to take the shot? Are we going to shoot them at the same time? Are we going to, which one, who's who's getting the bigger one? Who, you know, just those little facts, we kind of briefly touched on it. And Definitely I think, predetermined. And I think, looking back, I think we had discussed it as much as we could, but I think I think you and I could do better. Um, discussing that situation. But also, it was the first time. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that was kind of our, our first problem. Yeah. Because we get up, and they're standing up. And we see three bulls missing the fourth one. The fourth one was definitely the biggest, and we saw him from that far away. We did. We did. And I, and that's kind of what I was holding out for, because I was like, I want to see that fourth one. We definitely did. We laid down. Yeah. We were laid down on a pile of rocks yeah. with guns out, pointed yeah. at them. Waiting. And eventually. And waiting. waiting. Yeah. Watch those three bulls walk by. Yeah. And go down. Yeah. And it was only the three still. Yep. And then 
what what point did we see the fourth one? Was it he he when was they, already a, a, when they came in back front of the them. other side? Yeah, so that the the biggest one, the fourth one, was ahead of the three that we had seen, and so we got there, and at one point, like one or two of them totally stopped in their tracks and looked right at us, and we both immediately just go, breathe, don't move, don't breathe, <laughs> and we waited, and it felt like hours. It had only been maybe like a minute or two. And he goes back and chomping on grass. And like for me, I took that like, holy shit. <laughs> and they were kind of cruising down to this this bigger lake that we had seen way back at the beginning. Uh, no, it was a smaller lake next to the much larger area. Um, they're kind of going down to this little creek that fed back into that lake. Getting out of sight. Yeah. And so we'd have to move and. And truly, at that point, those the three of those bulls, we could have shot them and had plenty of meat. Absolutely. I really had my heart set on this fourth one. And I was like, I just want to see it. I just want to see it. I want to know where it is. I want to know if it's behind or if it's ahead of the group. And I think that maybe at that point we had moved forward just a hair, you know, kind of army crawl on our stomachs up to see um, what the situation was. And at that point, maybe they heard us or caught wind and took off down that little creek and went around the lake. Yep. And Sean kind of went up forward to kind of scope it out, see what the situation was. And they, you know, turned back around and looked at one of us and just started running. And it was just like, I mean, the feeling that I, I was like, did we just fuck up or was that just bad luck? And because we wind, did so good. We played everything right, but the wind did change at on us. At the very last minute when we were the closest we it could did get. change on us. Totally flipped. And yeah. at that point, yeah, they probably smelled us and saw us. Yeah. Totally defeated. That was like, there goes our chance. We're done. I was in the dumps there for a minute. We're going to go was... back and shoot those small bulls. Yeah. Like, at which is not a problem we could have done that but sean was super down i was up down i was you know partially upset at myself because i was just like what could i have done better like how could we have predicted that situation any better um and then sean super upset and i think you you like turned around and was looking the opposite direction and i was watching these caribou and you know they start running and running and running and running around this lake and this is the smaller lake of the two and they just keep running around the lake and are literally running right towards where our packs were. And I was in my head, I was, in my, I was just like, no fucking way. There's no way that this is happening. I was like, they're totally just going to keep running. And they like kind of run and they, I can tell they're slowing down. I turn around to Sean. I was like, get the fuck up. <laughs> I was like, they're running right towards our packs. And you're just like, <laughs> Holy fuck. Are you fucking kidding me? I was like, go over here. They were already out of sight for me because I was down below yeah. the hill. Because like we were like, we totally blew this. Yeah. This was we were done. We were gonna have to walk back. Totally pissed off because it was all uphill on the way back. So defeated. So they're running back towards our packs. And I think you went up before me and scoped out. The situation, but they all ran like literally right above where our packs were in this little, you know, not a ravine, but 
where We're the shooting slope was across a little ridge. Yeah, and so basically we had turned around, you know, one eighty, looking the opposite direction, and all four of them just line up, <laughs> all broadside, looking at us, and then some of them just start eating like we weren't even there, and it was just like a. Oh, my God, we were given a second chance. Wind was perfect. Wind was perfect again. I don't think they totally saw us. I mean, we were still kind of, we, at that point, we were laying back down up on a little hill. Sean was slightly above me. I was, you know, shooting from below. And <laughs> we're like, well, we shoot too, obviously, because it's here and it's now. I mean, we are perfectly 180 from where we were hiking. And I think three of four were standing broadside, yeah. just like, whenever you're ready. <laughs> and um, I was just like, are we now? There was some now? silent banter. Is this, is, is it now? Are we shooting? Are we shooting on three? Which one? Which one are you shooting? Which are you? The, the, this, the one with the red. The, the one the, in the front? The, the one brown the one? white? The brown? The one standing on the right closer? I was like... The one facing me. I'm shooting the one that's facing me. You're like, I'm shooting the one front broadside. And I, was I was like, wait till he turns. Wait till he turns. And I was like, three. And then he turns. Two. One. Poof. You know when you're not wearing earplugs and you're supposed to? Same time. <sighs> you just dropped. Mine dropped. Dropped down. Yeah. Mine, mine did a little jog away. It, and it, yeah, I think we were a little confused. And then you took a second shot. And you're like, did you shoot mine? Did you both <laughs> shoot the same one? I, and I totally doubted myself, too. You did. I you did. Totally I did. was like, did you fucking shoot my caribou? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, did we shoot the same one? Did you shoot the same one I shot at? Are you kidding me? I was like, no, I shot the one back on the back. Like, you know, you shot the same one. I, like, I no. can't hear shit. It's this one. <laughs> <laughs> and um, eventually we get it figured out that we did shoot two different animals. Well, and they didn't, the whole, you know, there was a bachelor group of four. Yeah. The three ran about another, you know, 75 yards. And then that one's leg started to splay out. Yeah. And he just went. <laughs> and you're like, did the one you shot go down? I was like, well, do you see its butt over there? You see his little white yeah. butt poking up? Like, no way. It's like, way. Yeah, way. We just killed two bulls. We just did that. And then we were like, yeah, you know, we gave each other a hug and, you know, just like this, like, I'm so fucking proud of you. Hell yeah. Like, I can't believe we just did that. And we had this, like, really good moment of just like, woo, we did it. Heck yeah. And not even like a minute later or two minutes later, we were just like, what the fuck did we just do? One thirty in the afternoon. Pushed just shot two bulls. Just the two of us. There's no one here. We're four miles from camp, and it, both of us were just like, "Oh no!" <laughs> the fun and games is over. This is not fun anymore. <laughs> we made a mistake. We fucked up. And let me tell you, that's the last time I'm going to do that. Unless we're really close to camp, no I'm way. not going. No way. Don't that's a, that's that. such Don't a lie. That. We're totally going to do you it know again. You're lying. But being that far from camp, I probably wouldn't do it again. Okay. And, you know, we'll get there. But at that point, I'm really glad that we did that mm. because we'll get into it. But it worked out really well for us. So we're like, well, we got to get these animals. And 
so at that point it was probably 115 to 130 and our radio in time was one o'clock and so we missed it and something that we had discussed prior was that if we miss calling it's because one we're out of range two we're stalking something or you know well stalking something or whatever other scenario maybe to be on alert and colin was supposed to be at one yeah and so it's 115 to 130 and i grabbed the radio and i was just like hey yo daddy oh uh two bowls down nothing radio silence fuck <laughs> and so we got sean's caribou that goes okay and I keep radioing in. And if, earlier, we'd been shutting it off, so we'd save battery. And so I just left it on at that point because I was like, well, I don't know when they're going to radio back in, you know, assuming it's probably going to be the very next hour because yep. we didn't radio in at one. Um, we walk over to yours. We walk over to mine. About 50 yards away. Yep. And Start unzipping it. Start unzipping that one. Well, was it so well? Let me backtrack. Before we had done that, because we didn't know where they were, we didn't radio in, we took a trekking pole, well, you set it up, but took the trekking pole and a game bag, you know, a nice white game bag, and hung it up, kind of at a high point that stood out, a little where they could probably see it from different areas, knowing that we were there, because, like I said, we were kind of on that right side of the bowl, where they were supposed to be, mm-hmm. and they ended up not seeing it until we had radioed in. They'd already turned back. They turn, we found out later. By the time... Okay, so Sean radios in. Or no, we hear Tony. Tony will radio. It's we, all scratchy. We radioed in. We're trying to talk to him. I was like, two bowls down by the lake. Yeah. And he's like... Are you fucking with me right now? <laughs> two bowls? Over? Two bowls down by the lake. And all you hear is radio static. Over. Oh shit! They're out of range. They have hiked. They started to hike back to. They were not even yeah. a mile from camp. They hiked yeah. back. And when we got to this lake, it did drop down a little bit lower because yeah. obviously it's a lake. Mm-hmm. And I think if I think Tony did radio back at some point and was just like, ah, I'm gonna, I'll go talk to Jake. Yeah, he's like, my dad. We're gonna take a look around and we'll meet back up with you. Yeah. And so I was thinking like. They'd radio in, like, 15 minutes later. It had been closer to, like, 30, 45, and we're opening up Sean's caribou still. And <laughs> I remember, like, holding back the hindquarter with all my body weight while you're cutting things, and I'm just, like, not paying attention to what you're doing. Looking around, I'm just like, please, please show up around the corner. We made yeah. a mistake. Okay? Well, when, you, when you're all, like, in a caribou, and you're yeah. gutting, and it's kind of hard to see because you're kind of low to the ground working. Yeah, and, and we were also had that added stress of just like, why the fuck did we just shoot caribou, two caribou? Like, yeah. ah, we're gonna be here how all night. Are, and we're like planning every possible scenario of like, we're gonna have to make two trips tonight. We're gonna have to do all this by ourselves, which would necess- you know doing that process wasn't a problem, but it was the hiking in and out, yeah, and like, in and out. They're going to be so mad at us. I was like, my dad's going to be so mad. Oh my gosh, we're going to have to carry so much meat, we're going to get back late, and we're going to have to go back again. I was like, well, that's an us problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not a we problem. That was a you and me problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, and I think we saw them, 
think we were still working on, no, we had, um, were we still working on yours or did we, we start had on unzip mine? mine, take a couple quarters off and we unzipped yours. And then I think they, we were taking the quarters off yours. That's what happened. Yeah. We were taking the quarters off mine and I was like, we still hadn't seen them because I think they were like, we're coming down something, blah, blah, blah. And I think they kind of thought we were in a different area. Like, we don't see you. And I was like, this is the only big lake around. Yeah. And we had talked about this particular, like the yeah. day prior, prior. Yeah. thinking they knew, um, and so I run up and I grab another game bag and the other trekking pole and go up to a higher point. And as I was like winded trying to get up this hill, I go to stake it in the ground and my dad goes, hey, and I'm like, oh, thank God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is awful. Thank you. <laughs> and um, so I just go, first caribou's here. I'm over there. <laughs> so I run back over to you and we're still quartering and. You could see them over by yours, and I'm just like, they're going to start working on it because you just assume, and so that's what they did. I think Tony started quartering the rest of yours, and then my dad came over, and he was like, holy shit! <laughs> I think, I don't yours know. being the bigger of the two. Yeah, mine was the bigger of the two. Oh, yeah, we didn't touch on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, mine was bigger. Yep. So, yeah, we quartered and bagged, and I think we were... On route by three, four. It was, yeah, probably three. Because I don't think we got back until seven or eight. Yeah. It was a long hike back. Um, But Sean and I each brought both of our racks back. And um, we kept pretty much the full head. You know, the kind of the, I want to say the nape of the neck. But I don't know what that's no, referred to. as first bird. Or, yeah, I would call it the Vertebrae closest to the head was still yeah. attached, and all the skin yeah. and meat and yeah. around the first vertebrae. Yeah. Um, and so we hiked that back. So you carried your head and rack, two quarters, and sweet meats. Tony carried... Both critters. Th- yeah. Tony carried three quarters. My dad carried two, and I carried two quarters and the head and rack of mine. And Kate carried some guns, but I had, I think yours was kind of the same situation. I had the rack on mine, and Kate grabbed my gun and just, like, hung it on the rack of the caribou. I've got a picture. I'll probably add that in, but that was a grueling walk back. It was heavy. That was hard. That was really hard. That was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done, but probably one of the very most humbling experiences I had because, like, the entire time I was just like, I fucking hate this. I hate this. This is so hard. And it wasn't even that, like, my lungs were tired. But I was like, I cannot lift my legs any higher. And I'm not a very tall person. And so, like, we'd get up to these, like, just minor step-ups. Not creek like, crossing. Creek cross. That was yeah. sketchy. That sucked. Because the way that my rack was sitting, I wasn't able to sit down. Otherwise, I was afraid just to, like, totally crush my stuff or, like, rip a hole in something. Mm-hmm. Whereas you could sit down and kind of adjust your pack. Yeah, my rack was totally jack on the pack it was all like sagged down I don't no even one wanted want, to help me well you fixed it once and it was kind of just like let's just fucking go it's not gonna fall out but yeah. walking behind you it was a little weird looking at that head yeah well it sucked it I, almost, so I don't even wanna, like, want to like want to post the pictures just because it looks very bad bad yeah and not even like oh it doesn't look good but like it just looks it looks like it sucks yeah it, and it's like sagged down yeah and it's kind of not gruesome but just kind of like 
<laughs> it didn't ride well. No. I'll say that. It didn't yeah. ride well. It didn't. Um, and for reference, I had just got the EXO pack. They make an extra small women's pack, which huge game changer. When I put it on, when I just like out of the box on my back, I was like, this is how backpacks are supposed to feel. Yeah. I was super impressed. I, I mean, like that was like something that made me almost want to well up, you know, I'm emotional. Okay. <laughs> Cut me some slack. But I was just like, this is a game changer. New pack, new boots. I was like, I am unstoppable. Let's get it. Pretty cool. But yours rode nice. It rode really nice. It was very heavy, but I was very comfortable. I didn't have any back pain. I mean, like, I was just, like, muscle sore from carrying 70, 80 pounds of meat and rack. But that was crazy. Because that, awesome. that was my first time packing out meat. Your boy had back pain. <laughs> I didn't. I was really impressed. Yeah. And even then, like, I wasn't super sore. I mean, I was, I was more achy than sore, but, like, For sure. I didn't have back pain. And that was a big fear of mine was having back or hip pain because I don't want to do that again. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get into that. But very impressed. Thank you, XO Mountain Gear. Appreciate you guys because that was life-changing even from like hiking packs i was you know comparing those two i was like this fits extremely better because there's like some things where i can opt for kid sizes being my size and you know if you opt for a kid's pack you're (laughs) you're not getting a lot of space in your pack probably getting a lot more velcro straps you got the 40 48 48 yeah i'm glad i went with that option um being that we're semi-light not ultralight. Ultralight, you can fit in a 30. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe when I'm feeling a little more confident, we'll go full on extra light. But it's just bivvy. Yeah, yeah. But um, that was awesome. That was a great that pack was, out. That was super cool. That is a very humbling pack out. The coolest thing I've ever done. That was probably the most, like, in-tune human experience I felt, and it made me really um, appreciative to people who – go out and do these extreme hunts to fill their freezer to feed their friends and family and that was one thing I kept reminding myself of I was like think of those jalapeno cheddar sausages I'm gonna drop off at any value that's right it's worth it because everyone loves those they're so good and that's what I was reminding myself I was like just push through you know take a break I was like but don't sit down just keep going just keep going and eventually we made it to the downhill part, which the downhill part was probably the worst. By far the that worst. That was the worst part because I was just like, what if I tip over and well, die? There was a creek crossing <laughs> there and was, then downhill. And that part, it was like a side hill creek crossing. Yeah, really That shitty. was so sketchy because I was like, if I tip over, like, there, I mean, like, roll not onto your gun, but I'm like, any way I roll is a bad scenario. Yeah, just don't land face first. I that probably would have been my best option, I truthfully, know. which is really scary. Like, cool, so just shatter my wrist. That's fine. Go team. Go team. Get her done. Yeah. Um. Took lots of breaks. Took lots of breaks. A lot of fuck this. I eventually just got pissed. I was leaning onto my poles. I didn't sit down the entire time. Yeah. Um. 
You eventually just have to find that anger inside of you. You do. Fire. You do. Yeah. Mine was more of a fire. It was, I mean, like, part of it was anger. Cause it, was, it wasn't even anger. It was just like, I'm tired. I'm so, so tired. But I have to keep going. I can't just stop. I'm not going to make anybody carry this. I'm not going to come back. Because that was my big thing. I was like, <laughs> when we were leaving, I was like, I really want to keep my rack. And Tony was like, you know, both Tony and my dad, I think, were just like, we'll come back and get it tomorrow. And I was like, there's no fucking way I'm doing this again load my pack and help me put it on <laughs> and at that i think both my dad and tony picked up the pack together and i just slid my arms in and clipped it in and i was like all right i'm gonna start moving i'll see you guys in a yeah, little bit go. we'll catch up um and we're just like one little step at a time once your legs adjust mm-hmm. it's pretty much just like pound and dirt yeah you but just it's pound and dirt yeah. the whole time. And trekking poles. That's where trekking poles come in. There's a lot of situations where trekking poles are handy. That very situation where you maybe feel unstable or you're crossing a creek because you've got a heavy pack on your back, that's what's going <laughs> to save you from injury. For sure. Well, it gives you those extra points of contact when you are yeah. crossing small creeks and you have to open up your stride a lot yep. farther than you're normally. Like on a wavy boat. Wavy boat. Wavy boat. What are you talking about? When you're... Rocking boat? Three points of contact. Three points of contact at all times. It's like climbing Mm -hmm. a ladder. Three points of contact. There you go. You have those extra points of contact. So when you are doing a creek crossing and you are opening up your stride and you are less stable, Yeah. you have those extra points of contact to stick them down into the creek and across to the next bank. Yeah, because I think without the dragging poles, I totally would have dropped something and went back. Yeah, then you have to get up off the ground with that pack. And that's the hardest part. Is once yeah. you pick the pack up, don't put it down. Don't put it down. You're not gonna want to put it back on. No. And when we got to the end, when I took it off, like every muscle in my body was just like shaking, just like ah, yeah. overload. But we made it down to the gully, the last gully where we were getting water. Yeah. The large creek, and then there's a gully right beside it. We made it that gully, and Kate across it, no problem. And I'd start going down the same way she went down. My trekking pole slid out. Yeah. And sloughed off the side. And I just went right down. down the side of that ravine. Yeah. Right on my ass, right on the side, filled my scope up full of dirt. That's right. And then I sat down there like a turtle on its back. Belly up. <laughs> rolled over and crawled up to the, like, the middle of the creek. It was not that deep of a creek, maybe a couple inches at the bottom. Yeah. Rolled up and crawled up. Looked back at you guys. I was like, don't go this way. <laughs> do not Whatever do you do, what I Don't come did. over here. Yeah. And you guys made it around the top. We had finished crawling out of the gully. That gully sucked. Yeah. Hiked down to that little cabin. Pulled the meat out. Hung it up. The hardest part is taking care of your crap when you make it there. And you're all tired. Yeah. That was that was probably... not. I mean, I don't know. I still think the hike was still the hardest part. But it was finding the drive to get to the cabin, Carry to on. hang up the meat, to Absolutely. do all the things. And then make dinner after. Mm-hmm. You know, you're totally drained at that point. That was a crazy experience. It was awesome. That was the first trip that you and I have had successful hunts on together. Glad I got to do it with you. Oh, yeah. We just fist bumped. Yeah. Just for reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's going to hold a special place in my heart for a long time. Forever. Forever. That was awesome. Yeah. It's cool to be out there with family. It's cool to learn from my dad. 
it's cool that this was Sean and I's first experience of a successful hunt together. It was awesome. And really, we couldn't have asked for better weather those three days. Because the following morning, we well that, that, that night, that night we yeah. got a message from Chris, um, the outfitter, the outfitter who transported us. Hey, I'm actually because I think we were originally supposed to get picked up on Thursday. Mm-hmm. He messages us and he's like, "Hey, we have to come get you tomorrow. Storm's coming in." And oh earlier. fuck, it did. It sure did. So after we got all of our stuff hung up, we ate dinner, we got in our tent. I think I just, like, closed my eyes. And it was, like, one of those things you, like, close your eyes and open them. You know, you've been asleep for a while. And before we went to sleep, I, you know, all the extra tie-downs on the tent, I tied yeah. down. Yeah, And I'm so glad I did. Yeah. Because it poured rain. It was windstorm. I mean, the wind itself was so loud on the tent, just going, bap, 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 bap. And then it started raining, dumping on our tent all night long. It, come, it felt like it came in waves. Of just like super Sheeps. intense, yeah. and then it was quiet, and I'd fall asleep, and then I wake up again because it was super intense. I didn't sleep very much. I don't think anybody slept much that night. And so the message was from Chris was that I'm going to pick you up at one tomorrow. And so you know we got through that night. He was going to come pick us up at one. And so when we woke up, the fog was really low. There was no point in going out. Couldn't see. Yeah, so at that point we were three caribou in, um, so my dad hadn't gotten one. Kate wasn't gonna get it, wasn't planning on getting a caribou and didn't. But um, my dad was really holding out on getting a bull because you pay six hundred fifty dollars non-resident, non-resident. Whereas we just put in our information and download five cards, <laughs> which is crazy. It's awesome, but very cool. Um, and so he really held out. Um, just to get his money's worth. Um, and my dad spent a lot of time in ADAC and it definitely won't be his last trip. But. Yeah, so Chris came and picked us up at one. We got everything. It was blowing rain sideways. It was awful. The, the whole weather time. was so shitty. Everything was wet. Trying to pack the tent up when it's just blowing like <laughs> 45, 50 knots. Definitely took two people. Rain. That would have been really hard to do by yourself. It would have sucked. Yeah, just shoved everything in a bag. Mm hmm. Which is kind of what we did. That's exactly what we did. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, MSR, and your really nice bag system. What is it, Mother Hubba? Mother Hubba, the three-person. Yeah. Worked That's great. a great tent. It I worked think, out amazing. I, I think I liked the three-person tent for two people just because you have room to, for your for your body to oh, breathe. It's very wet. It was very it's wet very there. very wet out there. You step outside... And your foot sinks into the tundra, mm-hmm. and your foot gets wet. Even if it's not raining, it's wet. It's wet. It's very wet. It's very soft. It's very wet. Bring the extra socks. Yep. Um, if you've got good socks, you know, Sean got away with two pairs. Three pairs. Three pairs. Or three pairs of Even socks. Even then, three pairs. I mean, I, I think I brought like four or five, because last year my feet got destroyed, and we're just totally blistered up and torn up for weeks after our trip. Um, and so I was kind of paranoid about that. So I definitely packed extra socks. Um, so prepare to be wet, even if it's sunny there. Um, but yeah, so we packed up all of our stuff in the wind and the rain and we loaded up in the cabin and waited for Chris to show up and he was pretty much there, like right at one. Um, and we loaded up in the boat ride back it was crazy. Oh, 
it was just blowing. Oh, it was so like bad. Ten plus foot seas there for a little while. Yeah, and we I feel like we hit so many different kind of I don't know what to call them, wave systems. So what's well, it's a good? At first, you're seeing these ten foot swells that are pretty pretty spaced out. Yeah, and then you turn this point and head. I don't know. We were heading north at that point. Yeah, and the chop had picked up. And the swells were stacking up closer and closer together. So you're hitting these two, three, four foot swells. They're just bam, bam, yeah. bam, bam. And then the breeze was blowing the wind and all like the mist. Barely moving. Right up on you and you can't see. And just bam, bam. That guy knows how to drive that boat. He does. Boat. He really does. And it's amazing to watch him work and drive that boat. Yeah. Because he does a damn fine job. He's very strategic about it. Yeah. Yeah. He did a really good job. Yeah, but when that's the weather you're used to boating in, you got to be an expert. I mean, that's what you're used to out there. It gets western out there it's real fast. It's so windy out there. It's never not windy. Yeah. And that was one thing I had mentioned to Sean before we went out. I was And, like, we, we just touched on it. I was like, everything's wet and it's always windy. And I think, I don't know, maybe you can tell me, but, like, I think you kind of took it with a grain of salt, maybe, and that, like, yeah, maybe it's a little wet and it's a little windy. I don't know. What do you think? I was definitely prepared for the wet. Yeah. You know, I'm a I'm the type of guy who's going to, you know, dry my socks out. I'm yeah. going to wear wet socks and wet boots the next day. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, at some point you kind of have to. But also, peep the merino underwear. Yeah. Wear them bad boys for like five or six days. Didn't stink a single bit. Mm-hmm. 33 minus merino undies. Picked them up at Barney's. Awesome. Yeah. Besides point. Kind of played... Didn't think it was going to be that wet. It was extremely wet. My boots yeah. were soaked through the first day. Yeah. And it was not raining. No. It was nice. Yeah. And we didn't do that many creek crossings where you had to get your feet wet. And we pre-treated our both of our boots. You did more than I did. Yeah, intensively. And the boots were wet. Yeah. So I try not to downplay the wetness. Yeah. It's very wet there. Yeah. Yeah, and I can imagine if you're going later in the fall... It's probably going to be pretty wet. Yeah. So. Expect weather delays. Yeah. Plan three days of weather delays. I think we got, I mean, my dad was like really jonesing on getting out that day, you know, that Saturday we got out, but I think we really truly got lucky on getting out as early as we did because that does not always happen. Nor do you have time to, I mean, your stuff has to be prepped in order to pull that off. And your transporter has to be willing. So, and at the end of the day, it's their choice. Yeah. So, trust your guide awesome or trust your transporter. Yeah, that was an awesome yeah. trip. That was hospitality. In, yeah. Oh my gosh! Last year on my trip, I lost like five to seven pounds because we were just hiking and hiking. Like I said, we didn't see any caribou for six, five, six days. Well, seven days. Yeah, because we were longer there. Um. And even when I came back, Jordan was like. You look like you've lost weight. And I was like, eh, that's not good. It's because I have. <laughs> because I suffered. Okay. Okay. We all, I think, lost weight that trip. And this time I feel like I probably gained weight. We I ate so good. Weight. Because we had to come back in on Wednesday? The fourth day. Morning. Or the afternoon of the fourth day. I believe. No. Second day. The Tuesday. afternoon of the Tuesday. second day. Tuesday we came back in. No. Maybe. Well. 
Tony yeah, shot his Sunday. We shot ours Monday. It was Tuesday. Tuesday we Son came back. Gun. Yeah. I stand corrected. But that boat ride took us a long time to get home. Yeah, we jogged in the wind for a long time. he picked time. us up at 1, and we didn't get back in until 7, and we didn't, I think we ate dinner around like 9. Yeah. Yeah. So we did a lot of hanging out in town there for a little while. Yeah. My dad will probably go back in the fall to get his bowl. Um I'd go back with him just because. It'd be fun. It'd be cool to see it that yeah. time of year. Yeah, flyer miles. Michael and Jordan got to go in February. Yeah, and it's kind so of like were... a like a road hunt kind of deal at that point. Yeah, yeah. The the caribou start to migrate closer into town where they're a little more protected from that's weather. That's the bull is. That's why the town is there. Yeah, yeah. So crazy trip. We didn't do any fishing. A lot of people that do go out there do some kind of combination. There was another group out there with the, you know, Chris as well that did a little bit of everything where they, um, I think they got two caribou um, kind of not far off the shore. They did, I don't know if they got the chance to do any uh, bird hunting because of the winds and the weather, um, but then they also did some fishing as well. We had a killer fish fry the last day. Oh, that was off the chain. They're awesome. If you go with them and, you know, because they, you know, I think you, I'm not, I'm not super familiar, but I think they have the options where either they can help you and prep food for you or you can go the option where you're just, you know. Strictly DIY. Strictly DIY. Um, and so you have to discuss that with them. But if you do the food option where they help, you know, prepare some of your meals, it's incredible. They're super good. Barb and Chris are awesome. They're super accommodating. They're totally down to help you out. They want you to be successful. Um, So, yeah. I would continue to go with them in a heartbeat. Absolutely. They're great people. So, Come back with a lot of meat. Yeah. We only spent, in within Alaska, Alaska Airlines does three check bags. For Alaska residents, if you or if you're Alaska resident and you apply for the Club Forty Nine, you can get three bags free if you're flying within state. Which turned out to be extremely handy for us. Yes, because the fourth check bag, you can weigh up to ninety pounds. Ninety nine pounds. Ninety nine pounds. Yeah. And you bet your ass we weighed ninety nine pounds. Yeah. So we each had a duffel bag. So that's two duffel bags total. We each well then we had one rifle case that we put both of our rifles in we had a stack of totes coming in we had three totes and we did the tote option because we're you know alaska residents thus being that we're traveling a lot less uh, a lot we less didn't time have to freeze it but they do have freezer options there they do have freezer options with all of your outfitters definitely get it at least a little frozen before you put it on the plane um if you live out of state definitely do the cooler option they do require yeah but to be f- vacuum packed and frozen. Yeah. So if you're flying out of you know Alaska and you live out of state, yeah, it has to be vacuum sealed and in a cooler and secured. Um, but since we live in state, last year I did the cooler option and I was like, I could save a ton of weight if I did totes. So flying into ADAC, we did three stack totes and then on the way back. Um, Just like a Rubbermaid tote. Yeah. Um, we did. We filled all three totes. Filled every single one. Two were with meat, and the other one was the remaining um, dried foods, freeze foods that we had, some miscellaneous gear things, and then we ended up throwing two Ziploc bags. So for us, we just did um, like the gallon Ziploc bags and sectioned them off by hindquarters, backstrap, tenderloins. Um, We actually were able to pull off some flank. Yeah. Stakes off of them, which... Biggest booze. 
caribou are very lean and typically there's not a lot um even taking rib meat is really hard because it's really thin um and sometimes it feels very useless but you got to clean your animal take it just take take it take the meat whether or not you keep it later on totally up to you but clean everything clean all the meat off but we actually pulled off some really nice flank steaks and so we had that separated off into another bag and then i think all of our front uh, our front quarters we did grind mm-hmm. um and then just kind of miscellaneous scrap meat we did grind as well so some good roasts in there though yeah we dropped off 103 pounds to get processed and then the remaining probably 40 pounds or so we kept as roasts yep. we kept the back straps and tenderloins and for that, we packaged, we did two layers of saran wrap and then uh, freezer paper. Not butcher paper, but freezer paper where it's got kind of that, um, and it's not plastic, but kind of that shiny lining on the inside. Um, and we did that last year, and we still have caribou meat from last year that is not freezer burned. Yeah. Brand new condition, mint condition. Well, we donated some meat. We did. Yeah. So, um Yeah. So what's our next hunt? What's next? Well, come September 1, since we aren't um, technically, uh, subs- it's no longer subsistence, what do they call it? it technically, it's like federal subsistence users mm-hmm. get to hunt before we do. Yeah. But September 1 is rifle season for moose here on the Kenai Peninsula. Mm-hmm. That'll be off the chain. Let's see what kind of bowls we can get. Yeah. Are you going to try to do any duck hunting? Oh, time? you know it. You know I'm going to try. Yeah. Try to get out there at least a little bit. Locally. Yeah, I do a little bit of local, but I'd like to get a bull. I don't know. I'd like to have. I'd like to get someone else a bull. Yeah. I'm not in really need because you did draw that cow tag, and we are going to do that cow hunt late October, beginning of November. I'm there for physical support. Yeah. So I would love to be there with someone. Because I do love hunting, and I do love the aspect of hunting and how it works and going and hiking and working hard. Yeah. Love it. Love being out there and being outdoors. But, you know, I'd really love to get Buddy Jack one or some of the coworkers I work with. You know, I was like, I am more than willing to help you guys go out there and pack meat. Yeah. No problemo. So maybe I'll get my dad out there, get him hiking around and be good for him. Plus, they could use the meat. So I'd love to get them out there and do a little, get a little hunting in. Yeah. So besides that, not a lot of. Yeah. Do you bring any gear this time that you're glad you brought? Do you wish, is there any gear you wish you brought this time? Wish you had. Honestly, packing this year, I think was a lot easier. And I was almost a little like, oh, I'm forgetting something or wow, this is way too easy to pack. But now I'm like, I'm pretty much fully equipped. Um, but I think biggest game changers, like I said, having a new pack that fits my short stature and quality boots. What kind and of boots did you get? I got the Schneeze, which is funny. I think they're Timberlines also. The 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 style of the boot is the Timberline, whereas my Sika gear is also Timberline. Fancy that. I know. Um, and regarding shoes, I think you could – you could definitely get cheaper boots. The biggest reason why I opted for spending the money on better quality boots is because they've had two hip surgeries. Definitely chronic lower back pain, partially because of that. For me, it was worth the money um, to not sacrifice my body. You could totally wear 
um, Danners, which are a lot more cost friendly. I mean, they're still spendy boots, but a lot more cost friendly. Um, I like the Irish setters, but I didn't like how they fit on my feet. Um, I did one long hike with that, and I said, no more. That was the Trout Lake hike. That was really bad. Um, So don't feel like you have to spend the money, but, you know, assess your situation, what's important to you. But, yeah, for me, it was the quality pack and the quality boots um, that really changed the game this year. What about you? Glad I'm a pack tart. That's what I'm going to get next time. <laughs> is that way? Because yours isn't huge. I think it's more like a four by six. I'm pretty sure it's a rectangle. Yeah. Like a solid rectangle. Yep. I think maybe I would get a slightly bigger one. That way we had options because yep. likely we're hunting together. But I definitely love that pack tart. I'm going to reuse those tag um, game bags. I like those a lot. Do some experimenting with the treatment. Um, besides that, I don't know. I'd like to invest in some different tents, different tent options, try out some different tent options. Yeah. But I really like it. I know, really, that was a great tent. And MSR has, did a really good job. Yeah. I hate to bitch about something that's did so damn good. I know, and it feels silly to get matching tents because we borrowed Michael's tent. Yeah. Because we were kind of like, I don't know if we really want to buy another tent right now. It would be cool to trial it. But you also don't get the option to trial tents very often. No. But I was very impressed. Yeah, that was awesome. There was like little to no condensation at all in our tent. Yeah, and it rained a lot and it, it was cool. It rained a lot. Ground is wet. And it didn't seep through. It didn't seep through. I was extremely impressed. Yeah. Um, love our pads, those four-inch pads. Mm-hmm. It seems super... When luxury you're out there and the ground is wet. Having somewhere dry to sit is really nice. Yeah. Um, that's one thing I wish I did pack is one of those uh, Z folds, uh, Thermarest, like the closed cell foam mm. style pads. Yeah. That your dad had. Yeah. Use it as like an entryway for his tent mm-hmm. and in the vestibule and stuff. It's really nice when you're taking it off and on your boots. Hell your yeah. And he's sticking yep. underneath his pad at night. Yeah. And he did that last year and I didn't even think about that. Fuck, that's a great idea because mm-hmm. everything's wet. But is that something you would bring where you... I don't think I would bring that on a, on a hunt where I'd have to hike out to camp. No, no. I think that's Not something I'd leave behind. Because you could use your seating pad. And we did. We did do and that. We did. I think that was a great idea. And he had, I don't know, it was an Alps tarp or an Apex tarp, something like that. On the back. On the back side of his tent. He used as a vestibule. His it was garage. A, it was a weird shaped tarp that I had never seen before. It had like five or six different points of contact. It was like contact. an octagon. Yeah, yeah. Or a pentagon. Hexagon is six. It was a weird shaped tarp. <laughs> hexagon, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Weird shaped tarp. Yeah. And I was like, that's really good. And it worked really well as a vestibule. Yeah, because you attach the main point to the tent, and then I think the, I think he attached maybe the first point to the tent and the, two and the middle ones. post or pole, and then the two lower it ones. It may have been a pentagon. I think, I want to say it was six points, because one on the tent, two, you know, one on each side of the base of the tent, and then three, because it came out to a point. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yup. <laughs> I have no Minor idea. details. But worked really good. I was really his garage was impressive. His garage. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> his garage. When he said that. Um, besides that, I was very impressed. Yeah. Cook system worked out great. 
Yeah. Uh, I need to buy a pan. Mm-hmm. No, we got it. We got the Sea to Summit pan. Yeah. From T Dog. Tony donated his to our um, collection. We got a cl- we collect a lot of shit. A lot of hunting stuff. Hiking. It's not shit. Well, it's we stuff. we hunt. We hike. We do winter sports. We ski. We snowboard. We do all forms. Well, I do all forms of skiing. You snowboard. Cross country. Cross skate yeah. ski. Downhill snowboard. We don't ice skate. We don't ice skate. But we could. Yeah. Got a lot of stuff. We got a lot of stuff. And then also like fun summer games. We got a big collection of those. That's Our mudroom is full. Full of shit. Pickleball. Bocce ball. Cornhole. Cornhole. You name it. Ralph. We got it. Ralph discs. We Besides the point, it was an amazing trip with an amazing people. And I'm glad we got to do it. Yeah. Would so, do it again. Yeah. Let us know if you have any other questions about ADAC. Questions, comments, concerns. Because also if there's like a random question where maybe it's a seasonal related thing. My dad's been out there year round at any point in the year. So. Stationed out there. Yep. He was yeah. stationed out there in the early 90s. Um, and then has been there off and on for contract work. So if you've got questions... Uh, reach out by Instagram. I don't know that we have access to the email right now while Michael is gone. Um, so reach out. Oh yeah. Our boy, Michael. Let me find my phone. Yeah. How is he doing? He's been, he's alive. Good. He sent me an in reach message the other day and he is very much so alive. Good. We love to hear it. Yeah. Let me see what I got from him. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. He hasn't told me a whole lot about how what he's doing and how he's doing. He's got the little tiny mini Garmin. Yeah, it's the InReach Mini. Um, I don't know what subscription he has. He's like, well, it's some pretty tough weather. You know, things have been a little rough. Things have been really windy. <laughs> the weather across Alaska all summer has been really, really rough. Mm-hmm. It has been rainy. It has been windy. May was beautiful and sunny, but everything was on fire. June, July, August has been shitty. Yep. Every sweater day. weather. Yeah, it's been sweater weather all summer. Well, we're going to wrap this up. You know, we got to get up early in the morning. I don't know what time you have to get up. I don't have to work till 1. Well, consider yourself lucky because I have to be up at 6. Yeah. So we're going to wrap this up, finish putting away our dishes here, and get things going. Yeah. Thanks, guys. You want to close this out? Uh, let's see. What insightful Any final thoughts? thoughts do I have? Um, no. <laughs> stay cool, stay frosty, and stay active. Always stay out there and keep on pushing and keep hammering down. See you guys next time. See ya.